0: What's up, Broncos country? Welcome back inside the UC Health Training Center for another episode of Broncos Now. Hope you all had a wonderful Thanksgiving. As always, I'm your host, Sydney Jones. And coming up on today's episode of Broncos Now, we'll hear from head coach Nathaniel Hackett as he gives the final injury report ahead of the Broncos' Week 12 matchup versus the Panthers. Plus, Broncos lead writer Eric DeLalla joins the show for a game preview. All that and more coming up. Hit the road tomorrow as they're set to face the Carolina Panthers at Bank of America Stadium this Sunday. The team was back at practice today after taking Thanksgiving off, and head coach Nathaniel Hackett said they got some great work in.
1: They were great. It was really great to see. We got all our work in uh, done early. Kind of, it's more of a stress on the coaches because, you know, we want to try to get all the stuff in, all the game plan stuff in, but the coaches I thought did a great job. Uh, We got a good plan in, and to have that opportunity for people to be with their families I think is so important.
0: Coach Hackett also gave the final injury report today ahead of Sunday's game. Coach Hackett ruled out wide receiver K.J. Hamler, defensive lineman Jonathan Harris, wide receiver Jerry Judy, and cornerback K1 Williams. And fullback and tight end Andrew Beck and outside linebacker Jacob Martin were listed as questionable. Coach Hackett discussed what it will mean to be without Judy and Hamler for the second week in a row.
1: Those guys are both very talented players. You know, we, we, we want them out there uh, when we can get them healthy and get them out there for that. Um, but we've got the guys uh, that are ready to go and ready to rock, so we want to be sure that we're able to attack with those guys as well.
0: Now joining me here inside the Broncos podcast studio is Broncos lead writer Eric Dalala. Eric, thanks for joining me here on this Friday. How was your Thanksgiving?
1: It was really nice. It yours? Good.
0: Mine was nice as well. It was nice to have the day off. Yeah. yeah. Thanks to Coach Hackett for that.
1: We appreciate it.
0: Well, Eric, we just heard from Coach Hackett, you know, him discussing the impact of being without Jerry Judy and K.J. Hamler again this weekend. So I want to know, what are your thoughts on, you know, some of the younger receivers who've really stepped up and how do you hope to see them really improve here on Sunday?
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, as the Broncos try to figure things out on offense, obviously they've got a new play caller Mm -hmm. in Clint Kubiak who called plays for the first time last week. Another week under his belt working with Russell, I think should should do some good there, um, but it's difficult to not have KJ Hamler to not have Jerry Judy, yeah. uh, because those guys coming into the season were two of your top four receivers. Mm-hmm. Obviously, they really haven't played since that Jacksonville game before the bye, yeah. and so you're you know you're you're now counting mm-hmm. on Kendall Hinton to step up. He's going back to his home state, um, excited to play in front of a bunch of family and friends that have not seen him play in a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's done a nice job. You've got Brandon Johnson, who the Broncos, he was probably on pace and on track to make the active roster mm-hmm. before he got, I think, an ankle injury there Yeah. Uh, in the final preseason game. He's back now. Um, you'd like to see him get a little bit more involved. He's obviously a physical receiver, um, maybe kind of in that same mold as Tim Patrick. So you, you hope you can get him a little bit involved. And then Jalen Virgil's speed, I think, even if he's not targeted, can he just open up the field a little bit for Russell Wilson? Right. Um, but listen, you're asking a lot of these guys because for as, you know, as much potential as they may have, mm-hmm. as hard as they're working, um, they're not a Jerry Judy necessarily. And so right. – You've got to compensate in other ways. You need a big game from Cortland Sutton. Need to find a way to get back to Greg Dulcich um, to get this passing game going, and then hope that the guys around those two, whether it's Kendall, whether it's Brandon Johnson, whether it's Jalen Virgil or somebody else, you know, maybe they can do enough to kind of fill in around them.
0: Yeah, Eric, you mentioned you know Clint Kubiak. This being his second game as the play caller, what do you really hope to see? Or what adjustments do you hope to see from this offense as? You know, we heard this week from Russell Wilson. He said one of the main reasons they've been struggling this season is really the third quarter, maybe there specifically.
1: Yeah, um, the third quarter, they've just got to find a way to stay on the field. Um, Obviously, maybe avoid some of these third and longs. Um, But for whatever reason, I don't know if it's a lack of intensity coming out of the locker room or if you're changing things up or the the halftime adjustments are just not quite setting in yet. Uh, The Broncos have not had a lot of success. It's Actually, it's funny, the Broncos have – deferred or, you know, the other team team has chosen to receive. So, the Broncos have yeah. gotten the second half kickoff, I believe, all but one of their games. Mm-hmm. And that one game is the one where they went down and they scored a touchdown in the third quarter. And so, oh, yeah. I don't know if you think a little bit about, hey, do we get the ball to start the game and then right. see... Switch if, it up a little bit. Yeah, switch it up and then see, hey, does, you know, maybe the defense can get us in better field positions. So, instead of starting at the 25 to start the second half, maybe you're at the, the 35 or the 40 or maybe you get a turnover. I mean, maybe it's worth kind of exploring that option and saying is some change there good for this offense Mm -hmm. um but yeah I think with Clint Kubiak in his second week Kong plays he'll be a little more comfortable with Russell Wilson we'll have a little bit better feel for what they're trying to accomplish we'll know some of these guys from a personnel standpoint in terms of what works what doesn't and listen they were efficient obviously in that first half they scored 10 points and if it weren't for a fumble and a blocked field goal there on the last drive you're probably looking at 17 points and that, of course, would be a season high in the first half, which is not uh, great right. in and of itself. Right. But yeah. um, it speaks to some of the success they had early. So hopefully they can just get a little more comfortable, maintain that rhythm they found early. Mm-hmm. I liked how they kind of mixed up formations. Um, and so hopefully we see a little more of that against the Panthers.
0: Eric, looking at the Panthers, specifically their defense, I feel like they've kind of been flying under the radar a little bit. You know, last week they held Lamar Jackson to just one touchdown, 13 points total what do you? What does this Broncos offense really need to look for this weekend in facing them?
1: Yeah, they have been pretty good here recently. Yeah. Um, obviously, you get Jeremy Chin back in the secondary, really good safety. Um, you got
0: water's nephew. I believe I so. Yeah. yeah.
1: So you've got uh, uh, Derek Brown there on the defensive line. Mm-hmm. Um, they've got some good players. You know, obviously Brian Burns on the edge. He's probably the guy you've got to look out for most, and just find a way to block him with this offensive line. That's ever-changing for the broncos but Mm -hmm. um, get the run game going protect russell wilson find some chunk plays here and there stay on the field avoid third and long i mean it's not unique to the panthers necessarily but the broncos just need to find a way um to to get this formula that we know can work to get it going and and do it consistently because i think if there's one thing about this broncos offense is that for the most part and Mm -hmm. There's some games where this isn't true, but they haven't been inept for the entire game. There's been flashes here and there where they've driven the ball well or they scored a touchdown. Right. Um, but they've got to find a way to do it more consistently. And listen, it's possible Sam Darnold gives the the Panthers and Panthers offense a spark. So you can't just assume that you're going to come in here and be able to win a low-scoring game. You've got to be able to put up points against this Panthers defense.
0: Yeah, Eric, you mentioned Sam Darnold. As we know, the Panthers have kind of had a revolving door at uh, the quarterback position this season. He hasn't played yet this season, but will be making his uh, season debut on Sunday. What kind of threat do you think he'll pose maybe for this Broncos defense?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think back to, gosh, I guess it was 2020 um, when the Broncos played the Jets in New York and Sam Darnold took off for a really long run. I think he might have, I can't remember if he scored on the play or if it was just a long one. I mean, he, Mm -hmm. he is a threat. With his legs, he can take off and run. He's a big guy, so he's hard to bring down and sack. Um, so the Broncos have to fluster him with pressure, and then he does have a tendency to throw interceptions mm-hmm. um, to give you a chance to make a play on the ball. And so the Broncos, you've got to take advantage of those opportunities. I think back to Week Ten against the Titans, where the Broncos had two or three chances to pick off Tannehill, yeah, and they weren't able to do it. You know, mm-hmm. I think a couple went through Kareem's Jackson's hands, so. When you have this margin for error right now with the way the offense is playing, you've got to take advantage and give them every little bit of help that you can. And so if Sam Darnold throws one up or he makes a mistake, you've got to capitalize uh, and you've got to take advantage. And then if he takes off running, you've got to get a couple of different guys to the ball because he is a physical player.
0: Looking at this game as a whole, what do you really think is the – or who do you think is the matchup to watch this weekend?
1: Hmm. I, I'm just interested to see how Pat Sertan bounces back. Um, obviously, kind of the first adversity he's really faced all season and right. um, pretty much in his career. I mean, we haven't seen him kind of tested the way he was against the Raiders and really kind of um, beaten the way he was on that last play against the Raiders. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've said all week no, one's a, no one is – criticism is going to bother Sertan as much as his own thoughts of that play and so I'm sure he's motivated to get back out there and play better Mm -hmm. Um, a tough lesson to learn but probably a good one ultimately in terms of when to be aggressive and when not to so you know if he's going up against DJ Moore or somebody else on the field I'm interested to see how he responds and obviously JC Horn for the Panthers is out there taking one pick before Pat Sertan Um, you know it's crazy for all, all we talk about Pat Sertan he wasn't even the first cornerback taken in that draft so interested to see those two guys on the field obviously not against each other but just kind of a a matchup where you can see you know which guy is the one that uh was maybe deserving of being picked first
0: right I kind of forgot about that yeah all right well Eric last one here for you who do you really want to see step up this weekend whether that's on offense or defense yeah one guy specifically
1: yeah, that's a good question. Um, I'll go on offense just because somebody needs yeah. to make a play. I'll go back to to Greg Dulcich. Um, okay. He obviously had a couple of big games early. Uh, he okay. had that Chargers touchdown and then played really well against the Jaguars. You know, maybe teams are taking him out of it a little bit, but I think you need to capitalize on the chances down the field, um, and he's a guy that can do that. Yep. So hopefully he's able to, to take a step forward here, show that he's kind of the mismatch problem that the Broncos hoped he would be. Um, because it does seem like when he's rolling, he's a guy that it's hard to defend because he's too fast for that uh, linebacker. He's too big for a corner if they're on him. And and so he's kind of a unique player in terms of what he's able to do. I think the Broncos need to get him involved a little bit more.
0: All right, before we go, what's your game prediction?
1: I will say 19 for the Broncos, 14 for the Panthers. Kind of a weird score. it's a weird score. (laughs) I think it'll be a weird game. Um, The Broncos have been in – weird games all season long I don't I don't think that'll change That's true. this is a good defense that the Broncos are going against and they don't have two of their better playmakers who are still you know at least available and so um, I do think it'll be kind of a grinded out game but mm-hmm. you know I, I said it the last few weeks that it feels like they've got to get a win here yeah. I think they do get a win but of course in Broncos fashion it'll still be a one possession game
0: yeah. well fingers crossed they do get the win come home with the win Eric, appreciate your time today and your insight always.
1: Yeah, of course. All
0: right, that'll do it for today's episode of Broncos Now. Broncos Country, thanks so much for tuning in today and every day. Don't forget, kickoff on Sunday is at 11 a.m. Mountain Time. I hope you all have a wonderful weekend, and I will see you right back here on the Broncos Podcast Network and YouTube Monday following the game. See you all then.